Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. With afternoons with Stan here on SENZ, we're at NZB's Karaka Yearling Sales. They're on right now at the Karaka Sales Centre. Just come down and have a little bow peep. It's something if you've never been, you would never have witnessed before. It's very, very cool. Uh, you can jump on nzb.co.nz to see what is going on as well. I am very lucky to be joined by SEN Tracks Giddy Up Gareth Hall. Giddy Up! What a cool Giddy name up. for a show, champion. Hey, Safi. Great to be with you, mate. We seem to catch up at this time every year. Yeah, and once a year. Yeah, it's a great time of year because you're right. Like, I'm trying to learn my pronunciations of the New Zealand um, the New Zealand language. Like, I can't say karaka like you. Karaka. Karaka. Ka. Ka. Ra. Ra. Ka. Karaka. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, I've been saying it wrong for the last three days. Um, but it's a lot of fun. The, I went to the Saturday race day, yep. and it was extraordinary, and they've done a, a terrific job. And the move to get Entain here um, to look after the New Zealand tab just proves that if you can get some smart people and people that love the game and have got a business sense and understand the landscape of the sport of thoroughbred harness and greyhound racing – that you can change momentum around pretty quickly and you're willing to spend some money to make some money. And that's what Dean Shannon's been able to do. And I know it's only the start, but when you see the turnover figures, $2 million more than any other meeting in the history of New Zealand racing, and there was only six races, it just proves that if you've got a vision and you believe in it and you want to have a fair income crack and you've got people that believe in it, more importantly, that you can get it done. It doesn't matter what sport you're an administrator in. Um, so it's been terrific, and you can see the spring in the step from all from the breeders to I the participants ask you about that, to like the jockeys, the, the twelve months difference yep. between your visits. What have you witnessed? It's been unbelievable, especially in the thoroughbred. So all of a sudden, trainers can get up in the morning and they can start to dream big and buy a horse at these sales and go, okay, let's be let's play a part at Karaka. Um, millions day and win a two-year-old classic or win a three-year-old classic and now there's a million-dollar four-year-old race or why don't we try and find a horse that they're ready to run 
this year and have this horse ready to go for the new slot race, um, which is called the Kiwi. So the New Zealand thoroughbred industry, they probably wouldn't have thought about that unless Entain came along and then all of a sudden they get inspired and then they start thinking outside of the square and then they start working with wonderful partners like Entain and New Zealand Bloodstock and now the sky's the limit. You've got all the big names in Australasian racing here and even in Asian racing now in Hong Kong trying to find their next superstar and then obviously there's a chance that they'll be racing here in New Zealand. Favourite chat you've had over the last um, few days? There's a few. There's all great. Like, um, it's a difficult question. I love, I love Mark Jittick and I love his passion. Um, I think he's terrific for the game. And I love I Wish I Win is that even though he's trained now by Peter Moody, I still think he's the star of the show um, of New Zealand racing. And Imperatries and all that with David Ellis have been sensational as well. So I think, um, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of great people that you catch up with along the journey. J-Mac was terrific. It was great to have him in this country um, on Saturday. So um, I just love the racing people because... Um, Hallmark's dad was a terrific story. I heard them on your show this morning as well. To to live their dream, uh, the Bakers, and to have a horse that was that was probably my favourite interview. Like you can see the emotion when you talk to Mark. One point five million dollars, full sister to, to to prowess, but they only they purchased that broodmare for twenty thousand dollars. So it proves that you don't have to be a billionaire or a multi-millionaire like some of the big farms are in in Australasia to compete with the big players. And they've got the top lot, and it'll be a clear top lot here at these sales. So, um, yeah, that would be my favourite story. Yeah, it was in my chat with him, he basically said oh, we, we thought it might nudge seven figures. Yeah. Well, it lapped seven yeah. figures. And, like, they're going okay, but it does change their life, a sale like that. And it's they've got a unique situation at the moment, because Prowess was such a terrific horse, and the mare that they purchased for $20,000. They've gone to Prasia, who's the new superstar stallion. He's selling his progeny like hotcakes at the moment. And he's he's not quite past Saverville, but he's travelled up to him as the number one sire in this country here at the sales with the success that he's had in that auditorium today um, and over the last couple of days. So and so the, the Hallmark start have got four consecutive or three. They've got another one on the ground and then... Hopefully, another one will drop later on in the breeding season. But they're all by wow. Prasir out of the same man. Wow. So you could have three fillies racing in three different colours. And who knows? They might even race against each other if they're that good. But um, And they're all cracking types. So, yep, um, it's a unique situation, but great for New Zealand racing. I think Andrew Seabrook can take a bow as well. He's done a, a great job. And um, this is not the only side. That ready-to-run sale is something else a little later on in the year, I think. I don't know about you, Staff. You've been in this game a long time. For my mates now trying to purchase a horse, we're getting a impatient. Yeah. So we don't want to wait for two years. So we want to go and see um, if we can buy a horse from a trial, like a Thunderstruck or a Brightside, and we can get one for three or $400,000 and then syndicate with some mates and it gets back to Australia and it's racing. Or we want to go to a ready-to-run sale. We can purchase a two-year-old that we know can run a little bit, and within six months it's racing. Yeah. Um, I think that's the future in New Zealand and the box seat of the NCB because they've got clearly the best ready-to-run sale in Australasia, one of the very best in the world. Gareth, you've been uh, putting in the hours. I made you yes. stay behind no, your, I love your it. show. For how this how, how are your warriors going to go this year? 
Well, Sammy put the headphones on. How are the Warriors going to... So Sammy, my producer, he calls the Warriors games. Yeah, hey, Sammy does a wonderful job. I li- because the best part about SEN, all the different options, but we get all the social media content. Long, alongside Kempe, it's like... It's like you're cheering home, the Warriors. Um, and do you know the most popular call that we had in Australia this year on, under the SEN networks was that Hutchie decided to do, um, when the finals came about, so Andy Marr and a few of the, the Carlton faithful, they called just on behalf of the Carlton Football Club. And people were, even if you weren't following the Carlton Football Club, people were tuning into that commentary. The bias commentary. The bias commentary because it was something like, and even I've, um, fell into the trap and like everyone goes oh, you, you like to have a, a commentary that's um, even out but I thoroughly enjoyed it so Sammy you keep on dominating mate and Sean Johnson I saw him at the races there were a few of the, the Warriors there um, he's an 8 year old gelding now Sean Johnson but he's still got a group 1 in him I reckon <laughs> yeah, Sammy like I, I wouldn't say you're biased, but you're excited absolutely not, the Mark. Do oh, I'm well. professional at all times. Uh, there's absolutely no bias in it whatsoever. I don't know what you're talking about, but anyway, some no, of the I coffee. I reckon you've got to have it, uh, an element of being a little bit biased. No, if no, you're yeah, a I, man in New Zealand. I've I've always been of the belief that, like, look, if there's, there's certainly um, times and places for that sort of uh, unbiased, you know, neutral call. But yeah. um, if you're a fan watching a team. You want you want the commentator to get fired up at the referees. You want them to call 100%. out the forward passes and the knock-ons because that's exactly what you're yeah. doing in your lounge. So, um, I yeah. think you know that's what me and Kempi uh, always loved doing was was being fans in in the box with everyone else. Um, and we always got a good you know sort of we always got our energy from the crowd in front of us. So um, and I, yeah, and I and I would listen to some of the worry calls because of the calls because I love the passion and and um, you and don't I'm not, get more passionate than Sammy. And, I, and I'm not just saying that, Sammy. So. So, well done. I'm a storm man. Well, I lived with the Stewart brothers for a few years when I was in Manly working at Sky Racing. So, and you, you don't get to follow the rugby league as much as you, you want when you're in Victoria. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm torn between the storm and, and Manly these days, which is ironic because they bloody hate each other. <laughs> Charlie Waite, who's part of our sales team, yes. he's just left. And he is now the... He's got a commercial well, role, yeah. Just he's a, got a commercial oh, okay. role with the Storm, so there's some tickets for you. But, no, but, but, we, did, but we did that. We did that intentionally. That's that's a little. That's a planter. Yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, mole. That's, that's a Cameron Do- yeah. Cameron George endorsed, and well, you just pull a couple of strings in the background, and yeah. we may see Craig Bellamy out of a job in six months. Well, my great mate um, Justin Rodsky, he's the CEO of the Storm. I worked with him in the newsroom at Channel Nine oh, when I was wow. started off as a journalist, and uh, he used to look after me, and then. He was okay journalist, old Jay Rodsky, but he was always going to be it. Now, he's a good journalist, but he was going to be a better administrator. He went to Weston and then went over to the Storm. And um, another one of my mates, um, um, I've got a lot of mates here, but Matty Tripp, the, the, the chairman of um, the Melbourne Storm, he's a um, assumption boy where I went to school in country Victoria. So wow. they're a great club. They're, they're the best club in any sporting organisation in this, this in Australasia or this country, in Australia for sure, because... They've got that wonderful culture that they build, and it doesn't matter who you are, you've got to turn up and play, and it's amazing how they just play finals football year in, year out. Sammy, we've got a scoot. Um, Good on you, boys. Love awesome it. I'll chat, go and mate. buy you a horse, Daffy. I Good know that Entain have taken over, they and your pay's gone up about double, so I'll see if I can <laughs> get you one. All of New Zealand just witnessed that. Yes. Giddy up, Garrett's going to give you me a boys. pony. We'll take a break, and I'll tell you what he bought me. <laughs> Andrew Lacey, I know you as Bertha Rally, uh, and you know me as Ernesto, we go back a long, long way, but you're in thick, boots and all, with boys get paid. I wanted to talk to you about 
Saturday, uh, Karaka Millions Day. It's the big, big day for Boys Get Paid. Thousands of people involved in that. When does the work start for you trying to figure out what you're going to back with all this coin? So the three of us that are the selectors, Luke Kemmies, Ted McLaughlin and myself, it really started when the markets came out and uh, the futures markets, and we did have a bet in December, I think the 11th of December it was, when we identified a horse in the two-year-old Karaka Million Hadn't started at that time, and we put 50000 on it, and people probably thought we were mad backing a horse that hadn't even had a run. But uh, it happened to win its first start at Pukekohe on Boxing Day, and the odds dropped from 21s into 5s. So we thought we were pretty clever, but unfortunately didn't perform on uh, Saturday. The horse cool and fast running down the track. But that started the ball rolling, and then we just continued to... Uh, look at markets and form and we had a second bet prior to the day on a horse called Faraglione in the Westbury Classic backed her at 14s, she started at 6s and she runs second, close but no cigar, so yeah we're always looking for opportunities, this year we're trying to find ones at a bit of value and the Probably the biggest value is uh, the ones you can find while the futures market's still in operation and there's scratchings that are like, well, horses likely to come out that aren't going to run. So we did find value, but the old saying is one professional punter once said to me, staff, you can't eat value. So even if you get the overs, doesn't mean to say they're going to be winners. I saw on social media stuff, Luke Kimmies was going to jump outs and trials. So you really do take because you're not spending your money you're spending other people's money so on the day can you enjoy it Uh, to be fair it wasn't totally enjoyable Uh, obviously if we had have won a couple of million on the last race we probably would have enjoyed it after the event but it's quite high pressure there's a lot of uh, things going on in the room and not making excuses but you know when the prime minister christopher luxon comes into the room and wants to talk to you it's like you can't really say go away chris we're busy trying to make some money for people so yeah it's uh it's pretty high pressured uh, and a lot of times probably like rugby games and sporting games you've got to make decisions under pressure and and in hindsight we obviously didn't make the right decisions at the right times not that we were far away but just wasn't to be we encourage people who enter this punters club to consider the sizzle more than the sausage they're in it for the fun of it rather than the guaranteed you will make 20 30 50 percent on your money and I think it shows through the way the pool continues to build each year. People are enjoying it, even if perhaps the results haven't gone their way or our way previously. They'll still be in for next year. So what's the feedback you've got? You had a lot of people in your room, the BGP room at Ellerslie. What's the feedback you got for them at the, at, when it was all washed up? The people in the room, the people in the Pundits Club uh, love it. They just go along for the ride. A lot of them say, hey, for one day in my life, I felt like a big punter. They might have 20 bucks in it, but when they are seeing bets for half a million dollars going on, it gives them a big thrill, and that's what the whole point is. Unfortunately, like a lot of things in New Zealand, it brings out the haters, and the haters come out always after the event, funnily enough, and tell us what we did wrong and how bad it is, but you just got to brush that off and you move on. An old saying too, staff, you can lose your money, but you never lose your confidence. <laughs> so confident, when's, when's BGP line up again? Have you decided your next event? Not yet. Uh, there's a few things in the pipeline, but uh, nothing official yet. But I'm sure, uh, like all BGP events, it'll, it'll gather a bit of momentum. There'll be a lot of people looking forward to it. And hopefully this time, we can make a bit more money. Good stuff. Andrew Lacey, thanks for your time today. Thank you, staff. 
Mark Baker from Allmark Stud. Um, what a day one for you. The biggest selling lot of the sales so far. Were you expecting it to get that high? Oh, definitely not, uh, Mark. No. Uh, look, we could see half that coming. I uh, dreamt of them maybe during the week, seven figures, but you give yourself a quick uppercut. You know, you go in the early crow and put that out of your head. But, uh, but she looked, as you know, she raced through that. And from there on, it was a bit of a blur. Uh, we knew we had some big players on her, and uh, which you need to get to those figures. So, uh, no, it was great. Found a wonderful home and give her speed. So you're sitting behind that little window. Hits a million dollars. Do your knees start shaking a little bit? No, they weren't shaking. It was just... Uh, you just sat by and watched the theatre. Steve was amazing. And, um, yeah, it was just... It was just uh, one of those surreal moments where you thought, geez, someone wake me up from the dream. So it was an yeah, amazing result. We've seen a real energised racing industry at the moment. Like the punters are loving it, the owners are loving it, the clubs are loving it. You're at the coalface, you're in the breeding situation. Are you feeling more buoyant than you have for a while? Oh, no doubt. Look, we've been moving chairs in the Titanic for 25 years, full credit to Entain and NZTR. I've got three mates, a freshwater fisherman, a melon grower, and an electrician. And the way they handled the Everest, and I wish I win, the $10 million pick them in a row, those three guys got addicted. They opened accounts, and now they're punting. So that's... Uh, and, and then not to mention the Rimataka the other day and uh, the bonuses everywhere, and everyone's across the board, jockeys, trainers, 30% increase. No, it's definitely more buoyancy there. Really exciting, mate. So they're telling me before that sale of the highest selling one, it was um, raspberry jam on bread. Uh, spotted some caviar and some ham and some salmon now. No, <laughs> no we won't change, mate. It's still wheat books with no sugar. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't change. How many lots you got to come and is there anyone that you think probably not going to rival your biggest lot, but which one are you excited about to see in the ring? Um, we've got several nice horses today. We're going to finish, uh, finish well. They won't rival her, you're right. There's a lovely colt there by Savabella, Zaza Gabor, first foal, a lovely horse. Uh, there's a full brother to Coolazabil, lovely horse too, and two very good Almanzor fillies. So, uh, no, no, we've got some nice horses today. Mark Baker from All Mark Stade, thanks for your time, mate. You're welcome, Mark, any time. Well, they say New Zealand was built on rugby racing and beer. Uh, rugby, Nick White, uh, very good prop, uh, very good forward coach, scrum coach, and now I find him here at the Kawanui Farm stalls at Caracavillion. Nick White, mate, what's going on? Well, you can't, you, you got to have a career after rugby, they reckon, so this is the, this is the next little journey, mate, so, um, no, it's been good, actually, it's a good good uh, bunch of people to be a part of, and uh, enjoy prepping the horses, and uh, getting out, and, and getting them ready for the sale, and uh, yeah, and that pressure time now, we can try and sell the bloody things. So what does your Monday to Friday look like now? Uh, it's a it's a early start in the morning with the horses, then off to footy, and then early afternoon back to back to work with the, the horses. And uh, so no, it's good though. Look, it's good. You're not sort of doing one thing the whole time. You're sort of in and out. So I think it's quite good actually. So you don't you you definitely don't go stale. That's for sure. What can these young horses teach you that you can pass on to the footy players? Be patient. <laughs> very patient yeah they're not robots that's for sure you just got to be patient with them and I suppose a bit like the young fellas get to know them and know how they think and work and uh, work with them and to try and get them better so but no they're good they're a good animal there's a lot of anticipation and excitement around 
the stables at Karaka at the moment. This is the big days, big days for your for the your new industry. Yeah. Um, what's the best thing about being involved in the horse industry? Oh, I, I, I just think all the the people that you meet and you know, like everyone's, you know, they work they work bloody hard. They, I mean, there's a there's a if you want to be a part of it, there's a you can be a part of it in a lot of different ways. It's not just the yearling sales, your racing, your breeding, all sorts of things. So it's. Um, yeah, I reckon it's a great industry, and it's it's just um, I think that's with all these new an- announcements and stuff. It's sort of uh, there's a bit of a buzz around, and I just have to try and climb on the back of it and enjoy it and be a part of it. Yeah, mate, standing here just looking at you, you still get to wear rugby shorts and dirty polos. <laughs> yeah, that won't change, I'm afraid. I don't, I'm not not into long pants and shoes and stuff like that. So, no, nah, it's good. It's one good thing. Yeah, out, out working with them out on the outdoors and stuff. It's bloody good. Well, Nick White, awesome to catch up with you. Uh, I see you've got a few horses to rub down, and uh, let's make some money for the stud. Sounds bloody good to me, Steph.